Yo, here we are. It's on. All right, good. Wow. Look at this fucking future. What's Jim. Up? Jim Mead, what's happening? How you doing, Jim? Good to see you. You're on MJ's Let's Go Podcast. How you doing tonight? I'm doing just fine, Mike Jones. Lucky enough to sell some beers here and there. I got to say, I think we should get the elephant in the room out of the way first, because last time I was at your spot was a really, really, it was a rough time. And I know neither one of us wants to talk about it, but. It's been rough. I haven't seen you for 10 days, and it's probably the longest I've gone without seeing you since I got back from Texas. Yeah, it's crazy. That's why the internet's so amazing, man. I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know how this all goes on. I was the one that rooted for Y2K when I graduated high school back <laughs> in 2000. I really wanted it to happen, and right now it would be kind of awesome because then, like, at least a billion people would die from this fucking corona <laughs> shit, which I'm fine with. <laughs> and if it was a Y2K thing, it wouldn't have affected St. Patrick's Day, which is why I was upset about it. Yeah, these are these are these are facts. These are fun facts that we're talking about 20 years later with uh, Coronas. It's just funny, you know, that, you know, I'm in the bar business and I couldn't wait till we opened up in 2020 because you get to like 100 years of the roaring 20s and, uh, you know, prohibition, this and that. And now, look, all the bars are shut down. You know, what the fuck? Absolute bullshit. Well, I got to say, of all the people that know me and know you and of all the seven people that have listened to this. They all said you got to get Jimmy on because. Well, you know, I, I'm excited. And, I'm, and uh, by the way, I'm blessed that I know you, Mike Jones, giving me this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank my mom. I want to thank God that during this coronas, you know, I can still talk to my friends and say, you know what? I know Mike Jones and I'm on his podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Here. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that later. But. What's funny about you is when most people think of you, they think, okay, Jimmy, they think booze, obviously because of the bar. They think sports. And those two things make sense. I'm cool with that. But what I think of, the reason I like you is because you are things that most people don't get. And I'll give you a really good example. There's a million of them. I can give you a, a ton. But my favorite one is right when I got back from Texas. No, this is actually before that. This was when I got, when I was bartending over at Suzy Q's. I came in here and ordered a Casamigos. Do you remember that? Uh, of course I do. <laughs> and you hated it. Why did you hate it? Tell them why you hated it. I was like, what the fuck? You're falling for this shit too? Casamigos. <laughs> fucking George Clooney. And I, Casamigos? Don't fall for that shit, Mike. And Okay, so A, I like the way it tastes, which is fine. But B, I couldn't believe that you hated George Clooney. If I had thought about it more, I wouldn't have been that surprised. But you uh, picked out the perfect thing from one of my favorite movies, Ocean's Eleven. And well, it was, it was a really obscure line. Well, that that's, mo- how e- that's how easily I can hate you. So everyone that's <laughs> listening that knows me well enough, or if you don't well, know me well enough, I can like you, think you're all right, and then you say something this corny, <laughs> and that's it. When he's meeting Tess. Okay, no, no, no. You got it backwards now. It's not that it's I, I like the line, but the reason I liked that you hated that I ordered a Casamigo was yeah. because the line you picked from the movie was such a tiny line. Is when... When he says to the waiter, he goes, I'll take a whiskey and a whiskey. And he does a three-inch finger fucking apart, pointer and thumb. And then he does a one-inch finger, pointer, finger. Give me a break. That guy thinks he's so cool. And then he has this billion-dollar fucking tequila that everyone's eating up. Fuck you, George. Anyone that likes him, fuck you, too. 
<laughs> but the point is, that's what I like about yeah, it. The American was really good. Yeah. What else, What was he good at? What was What was his movie where he was really good? Say the show ER. Go ahead. Say the show ER. That's really That's really good. Did you like the movie Ocean's Eleven? Which Which one? Ocean's Eleven. Did you like the movie? Yeah, the movie Ocean's Eleven. Not because of him. He's Ocean. First of all, first of he's all, Ocean. First of all, they. First of all, I'm Ocean Jim. So fuck that. <laughs> Second of all, he stole that movie from the Rat Pack, and then they redid it. So it's not even an original piece. Plus, everyone knows the bad guy was the best part of that whole movie. He was unbelievable. What's his name? That actor? Andy Garcia? He was amazing. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my That's life. That's why it was so good. He was such a good bad guy. It was terrible. Absolutely. It's, it's a replica. <laughs> they stole my design. Does it say de Blasio on the <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was the best part of the movie. Do you remember the stupid walk he did when he was walking down the hallways with his arms stiff like a fucking mannequin? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. He walked like Raquel Welch in that Seinfeld episode. The, the best part of that is I actually saw an interview with him and he explained why he was walking like that. And he said, I swear I'm not making this up. He said, I was trying to embody a shark. I figured that's how a shark would walk down a hallway. And that's what well, I like him even more as a person. What did he say that in an interview? Yes. <laughs> so not only did he plan to do it and it bombed, uh, it was a disaster. But then he yeah, goes on perfect. like two years later and is explaining it that way. I like him even more now. That's even better. Absolute disaster. And you know what? The second one sucked, and the third one was pretty good because he was in it. So. All right. See, that's one of those things where. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one was tremendous. Ocean's Eleven was tremendous. The second, and the sequels, you could make an argument that they all sucked. I like them. I'm never going to stop liking them. Just Wait, you think, you think Pirates of, whatever, Pirates of the Caribbean was good? The first one? I guess they're that much younger than me. I guess I was, in that, I guess I was in that age realm where you were like 12 and I was like in high school. I'm out. I was fucking, I was 18 when that came out. No. <laughs> no you were not 18 when the first one came out. I was. Yeah, they came out like oh three oh four. That was that movie was terrible. So you're all the way out on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, awful, awful movie. All right, well, everyone listening, you're gonna agree with me, but we'll put that aside for now. We'll go back to the oceans. My point is, the first one was good. The other two, you could argue that they were bad, and I wouldn't even argue with you. But the point is, I still like them because I liked the vehicle that they created. And I'll take that vehicle wherever it went. I could watch any of those and enjoy them. Acknowledge they're bad. I would never argue they're good, but I like them, and I'm okay with that. All right, see, there's a there's a plethora of bad movies that I'll watch. That I'll watch because I watched them. But the second one, Ocean's Twelve, didn't didn't do it for me. But I do watch the Thirteen one. The second one was a disaster of a movie, but like like uh, like, like Die Hard. Die Hard was amazing, and right. Die Hard Two was was good because it's still Bruce Willis. But Die Hard Three was unbelievable too. Right, I'm totally with you. And you get into the characters. Once you like the characters, that's all you need. I mean, John McClane is a great. See, I wouldn't even put the first three of those in that. The fourth one, that was a terrible movie. But guess what? I yeah, still the, liked it. The bad guy was brutal, but his his uh the the uh. Beautiful Asian chick, though. Holy shit! I, I watch it just until she dies, and then I change it. But you, if you didn't see if you didn't see the fourth Die Hard. I'm sorry that I ruined it. The hot Asian chick dies in the uh, elevator shoot. Uh, after five years, spoiler alert for no more. 
All right. But you should watch it because she's really hot. But I would watch anything with John McClane for the same reason I'll watch any Pirates movie and any Oceans movie. Just because once I'm into the characters, I'm good with it. And Well, you know what? I like that you're saying this, and I like that we're showing our age here. Because, like, I know I'm, like, four years older than you, but I'm, like, I'm like decades older than you. Because I, like, <laughs> I said the John McClane movie, and you said fucking Clooney and fucking Johnny Depp as a pirate. So I'm liking where I'm at right now, to be honest with you, Mike John. <laughs> I'll, I'll take John McLean. <laughs> you get fucking Johnny Depp floating around and fucking uh, George Clooney thinking he's cool with his whiskey odors. Don't get me wrong. The best of all of those movies is Die Hard 1. Like, we're not. Come on. That's, yo, that's also, that's also my favorite. Die Hard 1. It's sick. It's just Die Hard. That's like some, that's like Aziz Durant right there. He's like, Home Alone 1. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> you mean Home Alone? <laughs> <laughs> Another fair point. Another fair point. <laughs> but when it comes to action movies, I think that's number one. Yeah, it's the only there. thing that comes close to it for me. Can you guess? Like, what's what's on your list? Action movies all time. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. We've already talked about this. Probably. What am we I? We probably say? have. But you're gonna say either. Uh... <laughs> I know what you're, you're gonna you're gonna say a Nick Cage movie. <laughs> I'm so okay that you think that. I love you're gonna say Con Air or fucking Face Off. Wow, he really thinks. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope that's not the answer. He really I'm thinks I'm a jabroni. <laughs> Go ahead. When I ask, what are yours? Give me your three. Give me your big three besides Die Hard. Action movie? See, I'm a I'm like a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Okay, so like you're on Predator, the right Terminator Two, Terminator, not Terminator One, just Terminator, Commando. I mean, that's when I was like three years old. That was my favorite movie. Came out in 86, I think. Now, see, that's one of those things where I'm going to defend a position that I don't even take because I'm mad at you right now. It, well, <laughs> because, 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 let me finish. Because Terminator 2, for me, that's Terminator. That's the movie. Terminator oh. 2 was so much better than oh Terminator 1. Oh, my God. You don't, even, you don't even get the story you, if you don't you, see the first Terminator. I understand that, but when it comes to movies, which one was better? It's one of the only movies in history where the sequel's better than the original. Okay, Jim. However, okay, no, 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 no. I, I asked the question. So, yeah, is, is, ter- and, I gave a, and I gave an answer. Is Terminator 2 a lot better than 1, or is it a little better? Uh, I'm definitely not saying a lot. It's better than one. It's a better movie. It's a better action movie. But if you don't appreciate when Kyle Reese comes through of course. in 1985 on May 12th, it's my mom's birthday. I'll never forget it. Tremendous. And he comes into and he runs into that and, and he steals the bum's pants. Kyle. That movie, I love that guy. I remember watching that when I was fucking three or four years old. I'm watching rated R movies when I'm three or four. That's probably why I'm so fucked up, Mike. Yeah, so did I. Man. I had a, my brother's five years older than me. Me too. But, but I'll tell you right now, man, I, I'm not going to say it's a lot better, but I'm definitely going to say it's the best sequel to the original action movie of all time. Now, see, I think you're lying to me, which is okay. I'm not mad at what you. What do you mean? I'm, how, would I, how would I lie? I think that you know that two is way better than one. It's, it's way better in every way. I understand that you need the first movie to get to the second movie. No, you like So you like when the kid's like, uh, when John's like, he say, eat me. You like that part? And he say, he say, chill out. And then he can do combinations. 
You like that part when he was talking? That was a- no, no, the kid was the corniest part of the movie. What was amazing about the movie was a Linda Hamilton's Yo, performance Yo, because what? her Trivia performance question. in two was head and shoulders better than performance in one. All right, two two's better than one. That's fine. What was his redheaded friend though? Bobby what? Budnick from Salute Your Shorts. Yes, Are you kidding me? Salute Your Shorts. It was awesome. <laughs> that was a trivia question. I think it went that way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. I love that kid. And plus, you, you had Robert Patrick as the T-1000. Tremendous villain. Yeah, he was I mean, great. he was no Arnold. Arnold was a better villain in the first one than he was in the second one. But the T-1000, just the deadpan of him and the smirks. That guy had a tremendous smirk. Terminator 2 is obviously the best Terminator movie. Not even close. But okay, ter- Terminator, I mean, it set the tone. I'm not arguing with you. I- I'm with you on that. But the fact that you just said not I even also close. Like, I also like Crocodile Dundee 2 better than the first one. But that's, uh, that's, up, that's up in the air. So you bring up Die Hard. I bring up Pirates in the Ocean's Eleven. Now I'm talking Terminator and bringing up Crocodile Dundee. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, because it's, re- it's relevant. Because I, I get... I, I get... <laughs> I get no I get no weekly argument with the Australian that comes into my bar. So I have to bring it up. Well, he knows nothing, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> that's true. Australians <laughs> usually don't know very much, actually. Uh, we started on this about you picking up on the little things. And... Well... I'll tell you what, you know, Mike, while we're talking about sequels and all this bullshit, it's because there's no sports to talk about and it's really fucking frustrating. And right now, as much as like baseball will be starting and things like that, and we can still talk about the draft, the thing that's bothering me the most is that Seton Hall finally had a chance to do something special, do something magical. And we can't even talk about it. Robbing, robbing. All those kids that, I mean, I want to go give a rundown of the players because I'm so upset that all this happened. But, you know, Cena Hall had a legitimate shot to do something really fun this year, win the whole thing possibly. It would have been a great run. It would, I would have taken Sweet 16 or bust. But we can't talk about it because there's only seldom years where we can talk about it in my lifetime. When I was in first grade, I lost to Michigan in the finals on a phantom foul call. 94, Terry DeHair, they went to the Sweet 16. Shaheen Holloway, 2001, they went to the Sweet 16 after they beat Temple. He made a bank shot in with seconds left. And now this year, they had a legitimate shot, and we can't even freaking watch it. And then the New York Post has the balls to do a simulation game and say they beat Duke in the finals, which is like a dream for me. And they write about an article about it on simulated games. Hey, fuck you, New York Post. I've been defending you for years. And this is what you do to me? You give me a simulation championship against Duke? Do I fucking hate more than anybody? Bullshit, Mike. We're talking about sequels and movies. And we're supposed to be watching fucking March Madness right now. What's so sick about that is I talk to you all the time about what a piece of trash the New York Post is, and you are the number one New York Post advocate. I, I love the New York Post, but you know what? You get you get you get mad at your loved ones some, sometimes, right? I got really mad at them for that. But I still love New York. The New York Post is fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. They made a mistake. They tried to make me happy, and I'm not happy about it. It didn't work. It didn't work. But yeah, what sucks about this is it's not even like. Like everyone knows, I'm a huge Jets fan, and yeah, I know it's it's the worst for a bunch of different reasons. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes we get unlucky. Sometimes it's our fault, and we get unlucky. But this is a weird thing where 
I'm amazed that this didn't affect the Jets in one of their miracle years. Like, it seems like this should have been a Vinny Testaverde coming off a huge season. He pops his Achilles, and then, yeah, that whole run is over. I'm surprised the Jets aren't a part of this because the way this is affecting Seton Hall is very Jet-like just because there's no one to be angry at. And that's the weirdest thing that everyone's trying to deal with, sports and real life aside. There is no enemy. And that's what's frustrating for most people, I think. Well, I know we, we joked about this before we start the show, but I know who we're, I know who we're both mad at. Fucking shit, Houston Astros. This is all their fault. If they didn't cheat, there'd be no coronavirus. Fuck China. I blame the Houston Astros. This whole thing. It had to be. I mean, I, I'm not going to blame the Houston Astros. I'm not, I am. I'm blaming no, no, no. Altuve. I'm blaming Jose Altuve. <laughs> <laughs> it's only him. Little fucker. I swear he's in this somehow. Like, Jordan yeah. Springer, I don't blame him. Verlander, he's probably just juicing. That's fine. That's okay. Juice is cool. Altuve, he definitely he took, started the coronavirus. Let's say it on air. No, no, he, took, he took what Beltran was doing with the science healing, took it to the next level, and he also started the coronavirus. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. That's it. We said it here first. And just wait. We said it here first. We're going to be vindicated in like five years. Yeah. I agree, because Altuve definitely started the coronavirus. I'm convinced. <laughs> Little fucking dick. But another obscure one. It's not even one that you picked up on. There's one that I picked up on from you, and I was shocked that you knew about this. This is only a couple months ago. It, we, was, we were talking, and I don't remember where it went, but you said something like, oh, man, I mean, I'm not as young as I used to be, man. I'm getting old. My body weary. Yeah, my body weary. Yeah, Bernie Mac. Yeah, I'm tired. My body weary. And the thing is, a lot of people, I'm wondering if anybody listening knows what that's from. And if you do, I give a hats off to you. But that's where, that was one of those weird years. I think that came out 03, 04. It's one of those things where you're an old, early 80s kid. And I'm kind of a younger, mid-80s kid. But somehow Bernie Mac is right in the middle of both of our nexuses. You got to know who Bernie Mac is. And you got to know and about that, Bernie Mac. And that was from Kings of Comedy. And he had to take over his uh, his sister's kids because she was a crackhead. And he goes, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> My body weary. Come down for some cookie cookies and shit. You're bowling an ass upstairs. But the beauty of it is like, that's not the kind of thing that you pick up the first time you listen to it. Oh, I did. I looked that up. <laughs> first time I heard it, I was like, I'm stealing that shit. But that wasn't the punchline. It wasn't. It was barely even a laugh line. That's why it's so funny. That's why it's so funny. That's what separates the good from the great. Every little thing they add is hilarious. It's something you can take away from it. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Yeah, that was a weird one. He died during the summertime. I forget who I was with exactly, but that was during the summertime when we were driving down the Belmar and we heard it over the radio right when we got off. Right when we got off the uh, the exit, and we're like, Bernie, we're like, what? So all we did was talk about how retired from our bodies were, and we got fucking wrecked that night. Cheers to Bernie Mac a bunch of times. Definitely. He's a legend. And sadly for people like me, not people like Jim, but once that happened, Jim's boy, George Clooney, said he was actually really entertaining the idea of doing another Oceans movie, but now that he's gone, that's definitely over. And then... 
we all know what happened to the ocean series. Do you think I'm gonna? Do you think I'm gonna give George? Are you trying to like backhandedly get me to like George Clooney because he's friends with Bernie Mac? Because it's not happening. All right, Mike. I really like the try you just did. That was that was a, that was a reach and a really very that was very intelligent. You just tried to go me back back all around the whole thing from the beginning of the show to this now for me to be like, you know what, George Clooney likes Bernie Mac. Now I do too. Fuck George Clooney. He probably killed him. <laughs> Altuve started Corona, and Clooney gave Bernie back a heart attack because he didn't pay him. He didn't give him his fucking cut from the movie, motherfucker. George Clooney. Actually, actually, what I was doing, I was just dropping the bait of George Clooney. I was going to pivot to the remake with the women cast. Uh, no, I don't watch about, that. about the oceans, but I'm so happy that you took the bait and went off with George Clooney again. That I did, so I did, and I didn't fall. I did and didn't fall for it. I got it before you played. No, 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 no. He didn't even listen. To- <laughs> Everyone listening knows what just happened. He didn't know I was going to the women cast. He assumed I was going straight back to George Clooney, and he took the bait. I did. I did. I assumed, and uh, I'm glad you weren't going that way, because uh, I question our friendship. You're trying to get me to like <laughs> You're trying to get me on air, you know, getting me like a lawyer. It's like, oh, actually, you know what? You know what? George Clooney, yeah. No, fuck George Clooney. <laughs> he killed Bernie Mac. Right now, we've learned in the first 21 minutes that Altuve started coronavirus and that George Clooney killed Bernie Mac. And uh, these are, as far as this show is concerned, these are facts. So, I mean, I will. All right, maybe, go... maybe not the show, maybe just to me. No, 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 so. no, no. I'll go on record <laughs> and say that Altuve started coronavirus and that George Clooney <laughs> had a lot to gain by Bernie Mac dying. Let's George Clooney didn't give him his cut, which caused him to have a heart attack. Yeah. George Clooney pay up. All right. And another thing, George Clooney, no one wants to hear about your politics. Shut up. All right. You sold me. You sold me. George Clooney killed Bernie Mac. Yeah. He killed him. It's his fault. There's no George Clooney. Bernie Mac still walking the earth. Everybody's happy. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I cannot say that that's not true. So that must mean it's true, right? I think that's yeah. how logic works. Now, wait, Mike. So not not to change it up because I obviously I'll, I'll keep going about Bernie Mac all day. <laughs> but what kind of sports have you been watching? I'll tell you what. I haven't been able to get into any of it because a sports talk radio in New York has been such a disaster. Well, you know, with Francesa leaving. Of course. And even with Joe and Evan, I like them. I'm a fan. They're Jets fans. I like their energy. It's different. It's different. And they can't talk about nothing the way Francesa could with the clout that he would talk about it with. No one can. No one can at all. Real quick, this reminds me of a clip. Back in the day, I can't say the year off the top of my head. But it was summertime, and uh, Mike just got back in between his vacation. <laughs> and Dog always hated doing the show by himself. So when when Francesca came back, he was like a giddy little fucking. And he was like, Mike, you know what? I was back back down the shore. I went for a little run on the boardwalk. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Dog. Yeah, like, down to the down to the tennis club. You know what they had? Yeah, what they had, Dog? Around us. They had Coronas. Had a little gray goose. Five, six Coronas. <laughs> oh, that's a good afternoon, baby. Oh. <laughs> it was the best ever. I'm fucking crying. Woo! 
I bet you <laughs> Mad Dog definitely still drinks Coronas. He doesn't care. Oh, Mad Dog. He should have. I thought when his contract ran up and Francesca was about to leave, why not come back? Why not come back for the giant reunion? He, he can't get out of that serious contract he's in. It's all contracts. That's all it is. No, he no, he had a renegotiation that Yeah, but up. he's gonna he's not gonna get more money from the fan. They're like they're looking like they get rid of Mike and then like the, the end of an era, they're not gonna bring dog back. No, plus no one's plus no one is everyone's like no one wants to work with Mike. No one wants to work. No one wants to work with Chris Russo either. Nobody wants to work with him. His, his name is Mad Dog. <laughs> but I mean, come on. Who would you, I mean, is, who, that, is that what we want? Sure, yeah, that's what I would. Who would you? Who of those two would you be more intimidated to work with, Francesca or Russo? Me? Yeah. Intimidated. Russo, because we'd have the same reactions to a lot of things. I would, I would, I would get along with Mike. I would get along with <laughs> people in America. Together. I met him twice. I met the guy twice. He loved me. He gave me a kiss on the cheek last time I saw him. Is that a fact? No, I was lying. <laughs> He wanted to. I saw in his face. If there wasn't so many people around, I saw that he wanted to give me a kiss in the cheek. Oh, man. <laughs> I told him I hate Mike from Montclair. He loved it. <laughs> there was another line you gave him, too. He, he gave you a great feedback. What was that one? Which which Francesca Con was that? I went to all four of them. So. You've been to four Francesca Cons? I went to all four Francesca Cons, and I went to the Mike and the Mad Dog reunion. And so here's it. Oh my god! I can't. I didn't know you went to all of them. I know you went to more than you've been to all four plus the all four. And that dork KFC from fucking Barstool was outside, and the first one was at a bar. He's like handing out T-shirts. We were like, me and my friends were like, you're a dork. Walk away from me. I can walk in the bar by myself. I don't need a T-shirt from you. So, so what is your impression of Francesca? Does he understand what's going on? Does he really think that? all these people adore him and take him seriously or do they does he realize that they appreciate him for what he is and that the whole thing is kind of in jest it's kind of tongue-in-cheek the first one it was just mike zahn so he wasn't there the second one he came just out of consideration for like an hour and he was like wow He's uh, got like a little cult following here. The third one was amazing. <laughs> this dog came. That's, that was televised on Yes. That was amazing. The fourth one, it was like, all right, I'm glad there were four. It ran its course. And me and my friends that I went with were glad that we went, but we were like, all right, like, uh, I'm glad that's over. We went to all four of them. Not a lot of people, not a lot of fucking idiots can say that. <laughs> but it was always an event. It was at, uh, Radio City Music Hall. It was it, it was really cool. Um, man, people were there were don't get me wrong, there were a bunch of dorks there. But there were a bunch of people there for the right reasons. Just like uh I love Francesca, but I like to laugh at them more, which is kind of where I stem from. But like then it turned into like obviously we're friends, so it turned into like more of a relationship. Because me and Francesca, I kind of told Alex uh Mike goes, I'm not listeners out there. You guys might not know Alex Rodriguez, or you guys call him a rod. I've been really good friends with him for over a decade. Right. So like the whole end of it, I, I kind of was the one that told him to go in there to Francesca to make some like noise. Cause Michael listened to you. I sent Mike a text. It went through to Mons, then it went right to Mike. And then we, you know, we sort the whole thing out. 
So it was kind of my fault. So Alex isn't a liar. I just gave him some bad information. But I don't really – I like steroids. So people don't like our PEDs, whatever you want to call it. I'm a huge fan of those. I want to watch athletes uh, perform at the highest level because I want to watch – I'm done playing. I want to watch it on TV. So uh, Alex, you know, I was, that was bad advice. But since then, I told him to uh, drop that billionaire uh, chick and start dating jail. I, I mean, look at him now. So he sends me praise. He actually invited me to the wedding. But you know what? It's, I'm kind of busy, you know. I'm probably not going to be able to make it, but uh, we'll see. You know, things change. You know, who knew, who knew this Corona stuff was going to happen? Maybe I'll have a, a new light when they actually get married. Well, maybe I'll go. And I'll be honest. I mean, I think given the coronavirus, a lot of people aren't going to be going if they still have it. I think you kind of have an obligation to make the extra effort to get there. That's just what you, I think. You never really can tell what this is going to happen. People might rally around it or people might really just uh, stay six feet away for, you know. A decade. <laughs> as long as it as long as it kills a billion people, then I'm fine with the virus. If it doesn't kill a billion people, then I'm not fine with the virus. It's a waste of time. That's your magic number? One billion people dead. <laughs> then I'm fine with it. That's what I think. That that's if that's what it does, then wow, holy that was that was crazy. A billion people? I respect that virus. It's a big number. Right now I'm still kinda of up in the what? You're not impressed? Why is my why is my bar not full right now? People <laughs> press drinking and giving me money. I got a quick, I got a quick question. I hate to cut you off. Do you have a shot in front of you right now? Yeah, I can do that. You don't have one ready? I drank mine already. I just assumed you had one. No, that's yeah. Fine. But I want to move on to something else. Do you have your shot ready? Uh yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm gonna get mine right now. Somebody was nice enough to pour it for me. But, what, a nice, what a nice person. Uh, you, you met him. He played on a team. Michael Ruzic. Jimmy Ruzic was already on the podcast. He was guest number three. And his brother has possibly the most influential moment of anyone I know. He was the one who started the Giambi trolling Amazing. on Francesa. Those are all great. Every time they're funny. And every time Mike gets mad. And if you get Mike mad on the air and he has no response, it's funny every fucking time. And that is the easiest way to leave him speechless and just hang up on you. He called up and he said that <laughs> Jason Giambi should be the player manager to replace Joe Girardi. And you know what? I would have been fine with that. Who the fuck is Aaron Boone? Oh, no, no, no. I hear that. But this was like three years into Girardi. Like, he, oh, all right. I thought you meant at the end. He had just won a World Series two years ago. This is when the Giambi thing started. I, I love I love Girardi, but this, I thought this was, I thought you meant no. at the end. This is at the beginning. No, yeah. no, no. This is three years into Girardi, and the best thing was this thing had legs. He made this call in maybe 2011, and over the next six years, the bane of Francesca's existence were these fucking Giambi calls. And then Terry Francona, who Francesca always says he's the best manager in baseball. I've got the most respect for him or anyone else. I like him. I like him. And he was a great interview on the on the show too. That's a big reason why Francesca settled these things because he's always, you know, nice. I like Terry. Right. But after saying Francona is the best forever, the year after Giambi retires, (laughs) Francona comes on. They have this great 30-minute interview. And then Francona says, yeah, Giambi, I'll tell you what, he'll make one hell of a manager one day. <laughs> and I want to think that Francona knew 
the whole trolling situation and did it on purpose. But when he said it, Frances, I've never heard him more flustered. He went, y- y- oh, oh. and then he just changed the subject. Went totally away from Giambi. Because he can't, because Mike's, he can't laugh at himself. Absolutely not. He's not allowed to laugh at himself, according to him. And he couldn't, he couldn't even be humble enough to bring up to Francona that it had been a running not. joke. It just and, couldn't happen. And maybe, maybe Francona didn't know that. And maybe he was speaking about his, I mean, Giambi was one of the most dangerous batters in the game on two strikes. He'd rather see as many pitches as he could. He's a great hitter. Maybe he, maybe he could actually be a good manager one day. But beside the point that it was such a joke for so long that your boy made up, it makes itself so fucking funny. But the thing about Giambi is, A, before he got to the Yankees, he was, no one was Bonds. He was Bonds Jr. He was, he was, he was Bonds Jr. He was killing it. Then he got to the Yankees and he was, you know, a hardcore slugger with a ridiculous on base. But uh, then, that home that home run he hit against the Twins in the rain, though, holy shit! The Grand Slam. Oh my God, Grand Slam! That's right. That was. I love Giambi. You gotta love Giambi. You, you ready for this? He'd, he'd be a great hitting coaches, and hitting coaches can do. You know. Yeah. Cheers, Mike. Let's do a shot. Let's do a quick shot. What'd you drink? <laughs> I drank this wonderful tequila. And I, I can't. I'm looking at the bottle. I can't see whose name on it. Yeah, you drank George Clooney's whiskey. I, I know. <laughs> you drank George. Yeah, you drank George Clooney's uh, tequila. That's cool, Mike. It's delicious tequila. By the way, shout I out had Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. So when we uh, come back to operation, we're number one in the state of New Jersey. Anyone that wants to come in, I got discount discount prices on Tullamore Dew. Anyone that wants one, I'll have one with you. Cheers to Tullamore Dew. I can't believe they haven't given me a trip to Ireland yet, though. Cheap Irish fucks. Other than that, I love Tullamore Dew. So that's it. This yo, pod- yo, quick, quick uh, trivia question about uh, Terry Francona. Though. No, no, hold on, hold on. We, 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 I got to get my plug in. Go ahead. This podcast is not sponsored by, but it is fueled by Casamigos. Tremendous tequila. I'm sorry. What were you going to say about Terry Francona? It's for chicks. It's tequila? tequila for chicks. Any no, no. Chick- tequila is tequila? I'm okay with. That tequila is for chicks. <laughs> okay. Just like, just like fucking ranch dressing. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a bridge too far, my friend. It's getting in the same category. I can't say what I really want to say because this is politically correct on the station. I'm just letting you know. It's not the 90s anymore. All right. No, but when he was when he was when he was was, real quick. (laughs) When he was when he was a minor league coach, who is the biggest player that he coached? The most important player that he ever coached in his life until he became a Red Sox manager. What team was he minor league coach for? Chicago White Sox. Uh, the White Sox. He couldn't have been around that long. He I'm was say- one of the most important players in the world and still is. For the White Sox? Albert Bell, Frank Thomas? Players. Noted I didn't say baseball player. It can't be Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Get out of here. He was Michael Jordan's manager on that minor league team. How did I not know that? And that's why that guy, everyone took him on. Like, wow, you can definitely take on big personalities. You were Michael Jordan's manager? Get out of here. Then I've he moved, never heard. And he I've, moved on up. Then he moved on up. Have you ever heard Francesca talk to him about that? Uh, you know what? Francesca never brought it up. I was just uh, acknowledging I learned on my own. Wow. How about that? Michael Jordan. He was like, you just 
don't swing when you get up there. <laughs> oh my! Imagine God. Michael Jordan in the outfield, though. Are you kidding me? He's probably tremendous. He was like Kelly Lee in fucking uh, <laughs> Man Who's Bears. Just go out and catch every ball. <laughs> Which, if we played this season, you might have to deal with me too. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened now? If LeBron played minor league baseball, every game would be televised. Absolutely. I didn't see one game of him playing baseball, which or is imagine, the same. Imagine there was no, like, uh, corona. Like, if some countries didn't have it. So, like, just for instance, uh, the Canadian Football League was on now. And LeBron's like, fuck it, I got to do something. I'll go play tight end in the Canadian Football League. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Or if he was like, fuck that. I won't even, I'll just play fucking uh, free safety and just intercept shit and run it back. You know how fucking fun that would be to watch? I always wished he would do that. I wished he would take a year off and just play tight end one time. He would be amazing at it. But I'd also love to see him get fucking wally mops. By who? He, look how he reacts when he gets hit in the arm. Nobody is as big as him on a football field. I understand this. I'm saying he's going to act like it. He loves... Well, he'll get a flag. Good for him. I'm just saying I'd love to see him get hurt on the football field. Is that not is that not allowed to root for? I don't know. I'm going to happen. I don't think it is. Oh, it definitely is. To get hurt or to get lit up? They're two different things. All right. I meant lit up. You're right. Okay. Lit up. No, I want to see everyone get lit up. Yeah, especially LeBron James. I want to see his helmet pop off his head. No one's doing that to him, man. I'm sorry. You're not a LeBron guy, though. He's very good at basketball. He's very good. Not a LeBron guy, no. He that plays for the, he plays for the a, Lakers. That's as much a not LeBron guy no, there's, thing there's to been, say as you could say. This guy's been amazing for, you know, 20 years. Okay. There we and go. Now we're talking. There's been times when I have rooted for him and times when I've rooted against him. I can't. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to root for Golden State when he's playing for with Cleveland. Of course I'm rooting for Cleveland. I'm going to root for, you know. I'm not going to root for Dallas when he's playing against him with the with the uh, with the with the Heat. Of course, I'm rooting for Dallas. There's times when I've hated him. There's times when I've rooted for him. He's an all-time great player. But I mean, I'm not a LeBron guy. Get the fuck out of here. No, of course you're not. But just like you're... I'm not, just like I'm not a Kobe guy. I'm not a fucking Kobe guy. And by the way, Kobe, thanks a lot. Way to start off the fucking <laughs> shithead. Drive to your daughter's basketball game like the rest of us. You know what I heard? Show off. I heard that he was a huge fan and he was friends with Jose Altuve. You know what? That makes a lot of sense to me right now. There you go. Fucking all-star. I mean, we're putting it all together, I think, on this podcast right now. Yeah. Jose I Altuve agree. killed Kobe Bryant. And then... Talked about this fake-ass tattoo that his wife doesn't <laughs> like. Please don't rip my shirt off when I just hit the fucking biggest home run of my life. Mm. Then he started the Corona. And then uh, he started the Corona in what? Well, I think he went to China on some endorsements right. in November. Pretty yeah. sure. Because exactly. I read up about it. It was late like, November. If I yeah, because right. he doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Because he's, you know. So he went like right before that. Because they let these Americans do this uh, Thanksgiving stuff. He went to, he went to uh, China and started the disease. Brought it back. Kobe dies. <laughs> They all, he kills everybody, kills his family, kills his, kills his friends, and uh, kills the helicopter guy who said, I don't want to fly. Kobe probably held a gun to his head, for Christ's sake. Who knows? Nuts bastard. And so, then, you know, all this happened. Now, now we're in fucking Coronaville, and now I got to do, like, you know, across the town podcast with my buddy Mike Jones. This is some bullshit. We could be doing this in my bar right now. 
It's just, you know, the fuck's the world coming to? You know what I'm going to do, Mike Jones? I'm going to take my kids to school tomorrow. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to break in. Yeah. Take my kids to school. Tell them to sit down. Yeah. And I'm going to teach them for about, you know, five, six hours straight. Get out of there early. No no lunch break, no recess, none of that shit, and then get out of there. Like, so you're going to get on the chalkboard? You're going to draw a picture of... Well, I can't, I can't do the chalkboard. I'll probably do videos. I'll probably show them, like, Terminator and then Terminator 2, and I'll teach them about that. And then I'll get I can't run on the chalkboard because I'm lefty. I smudge the whole thing. It's just it doesn't work. That's right. You are a lefty. But how do you how do you live with yourself being lefty? I mean it's like, not easy. Is it, is it worth living? I, I I am very proud of being a lefty, to be honest with you. And you know what else? Uh we're gonna get our time in the sun. There's gonna be lefty parades coming up. There's gonna be lefties lives matter shit. There's gonna be a lot of things. There's gonna be door handles on the other side soon. We're gonna be allowed to be able to drive on the other side of the street. There's gonna be a lot of things that we're gonna be able to do soon. And if you don't like me, fuck you. You hate lefties? Fuck you. I hate you. So are you proud of being lefty or are you proud of you, that you've survived this long being a lefty, given that the whole world... I'm, I'm very proud of myself. I'm Everybody. very proud of myself for living in this right-handed world and uh, getting away with it. Like, some people don't even know I'm lefty. Unless you played a sport with me, you don't even know. Like, people think I'm, like, normal. I'm not normal. I'm lefty. Jimmy, I'm Jimmy, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say no one that's met you thinks you're normal. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. And if I said to anyone, you know what, by the way, you know, Jimmy's lefty. You know what they say? They say, okay, now it all makes sense. That's bullshit. (laughs) Honestly, I think you should use that to your advantage. You'd be like, oh. I did use it to my advantage. You should have somebody bring the ball up when I was a kid. And you know what? There's an advantage every time I step in the batter's box. I'm I'm a step closer. You know, that's an advantage for you young uh, hitters out there. Lefties have the advantage. Especially being on the SOBs. Remember being on the SOBs? There was like five lefties. That was the weirdest. Those were furious. They hated it. (laughs) They hated it. Oh, man. That was was so much. Every other fucking batter, like, ah, how many fucking lefties you got? (laughs) I felt like a lefty on that team because everyone else was hitting from the other side of the box. That was that was a really cool feeling, actually, because especially at the top of the lineup, all yeah, you know, it was you and Rich, yeah, and who else? Oh, Al, Cliff, Cliff Bats lefty, Cliff. Al, yeah, a lot. That was a good run. Yeah, R.I.P. Charlie. All you uh, softball players, rest in I'll peace. I'll tell you Charlie. what. Oddly enough, a bunch of people listening know who Charlie is, and yeah, Charlie died this past year. He was a little delirious, as we all get when we get older. But uh, he had his years, though. He had his years. But we all, some of us remember him from Little League. Some of us remember him from uh, his later years when he was uh, losing a little bit. Everybody's had their, uh, you know, had something to say about Charlie. But now he's uh, Corona free. (laughs) Definitely in heaven. He doesn't have to worry about the coronavirus. There better be one. We'll see. It's arguable if there's one or not. But whatever. We'll just say for the, uh, you know, for the show. We'll just say for the show's sake. He's up in heaven. Yeah. And he's uh and he's you know watching some baseball players play that he grew up watching back in the fucking fifties. I'll take the under on that. Yeah, he was he was definitely a hundred and fucking twenty. The sickest one ever, Mike, was when he called the game for Thunder, and it was two planes. It started sprinkling, and it was two planes flying over, flying to the Newark Airport, and they made you know airplane sounds. He's like, Thunder, that's a half hour. <laughs> Unbelievable, Charlie. That was two airplanes, man. Come on, bro. But when you have that Charlie 
Mike Francesa confidence, it doesn't matter what you do. You say I it. I can't believe you just compared Mike Francesa to Charlie. <laughs> You're never going to bet. Unbelievable it's comparison. the same thing. It's the same thing. If you just, once you decide you're not going to bend, what can anyone say to you once you've decided you're right? There's nothing to do. There's nothing that can be done. Well, those are facts. I'll agree with that. But comparing Charlie to to Mike Francesa is, that's one hell of an analogy. No, I'll go ahead and say. (laughs) Charlie was the Mike Francesa of umpires in South Asian Maplewood over the past 20 years. I, uh, you know what? I don't, I'd almost rather call him the Vince McMahon, but you know what? That's fine. They're all, well, they're all almost the same person. All three of them. And I'll tell you what, the, the first person I meant to call when I heard about Charlie was Chris Benetti, who was someone, you know, and he was, What's, I'm sorry. Say the name again. Chris Benetti. Oh, Benetti. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's the best. Silent Psycho. I love that kid. He's a big Seton Hall guy, too. The kid, Silent Psycho? That kid's amazing. I haven't seen Chris Penny in a while. I love that kid. Hey, he doesn't come around anymore. What's he up to with this MLB Network shit that he's got going on? He's probably going, you know, stir crazy. Yeah, he's... Just like we all are, but, you know. He's a graduate of the prep. He was as upset, if not more, than you about the prep season, or Seton Hall season getting canceled. Oh. So upsetting. But he's been hard at work putting out this content on MLB Network. I don't know if you guys are watching, but they're playing all the best games from the past 30 years. And what I like about it is they're not going before 1980, which is great. Because as much as I want to see Don Drysdale and Bob Gibson, it's not the same as seeing Griffey round third when the first time I cried from a baseball game. I'll tell you what. 95 ALDS. I was watching and I texted you to watch it. Uh, game four, uh, Jim Larritt's home run, 96 in Atlanta. And then last night I watched game six. Uh, that was uh, game six, it also the same year, 96. Right. When they won it, and I watched it until Wade Boggs was riding around on the horse. On the and horse. I stopped and I was Classic. amazing. But I was at game two. Like ten rows behind Giuliani, a couple rows behind Spike Lee, and the whole Drexel family saw me on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was amazing. And it was an amazing feeling when I saw them. Like I saw you on Morgan TV because we got lucky with these amazing seats. And uh, yeah, they lost that game twelve one. Of course, that's the game I went to. But other than that, they won the World Series, <laughs> and uh, that was awesome. When uh, Rock Reigns caught that foul ball and sure. one and it was that was the first of uh, many and you know I'd like to get that back starting with this year. I don't care I don't care if they play twenty games. Play the playoffs, see who wins. I don't care. You want to you want to do that over? What's that? The last out of the ninety six World Series. Ninety six World Series? Wanna do do that over? The pop up off of third base? Yeah Hayes rock oh I said Rock Reigns. You said Rock Reigns. I said Rock Reigns. I meant Hayes. That's right. Fuck. And said Rock Reigns. Tim Reigns, he's one of my hardcore favorite players ever because and Ken Gold and Brian Drexel and Chris Benetti all know this about me. Tim Reigns is Tony Gwynn, except better. But Tony Gwynn hit 350 every year. Well, Tim Reigns would hit 
280 to 310, but he always on base the same as Tony Gwynn, and he stole more bases for a longer period. He was a better player than Tony Gwynn. That's but because Tony Gwynn always had the high batting average, and nobody cared about OPS back then. Tim Raines was not a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that kills me to this day. Rock Raines, and I apologize, I said his name wrong. I, I've been drinking since. Uh... Was it what month is since February? Yeah, I was gonna say. I hope yeah, you say. I'm sorry. I, I just watched it too. I was, I was rambling. No, but I love that you brought up Tim Raines because he's one of my favorite players ever. That was, that I'm the only great. one. And, on and his the and the foul and the foul ball be, before that. I just watched it, so I remembered again. There's a Braves player or bat boy in the way. Yes. And, yes. And he falls into the dugout, <laughs> and, and like no one says anything. Like, oh no, that's right. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You got, like, imagine they ended the now. The world is so fucking weak. They would have ended the World Series on an interference call. Like, oh, he would have caught that. Game over. And then, then there would be like Braves fans still to this day. Like, he never caught the ball. Never got an out. It was first and second. What's so crazy about that is I definitely don't remember that from it happening. But I remember seeing that about and 10 years ago. Chipper Jones was on deck, too. But I haven't thought about it since 10 years ago. So you saying it to me just now was like reliving it all over again from the first time. I'm so glad there's playing all these games over again. And you know what? The Yes Network and the uh, – not so much the NBA, but the NFL Network. I watched the entirety of the forty uh, Super Bowl Forty Two. The undefeated Patriots with the Giants. I watched the whole thing. You got to. And I fucking I I don't care. You guys can call me everyone. I fucking cried at the end. I was I was that I was I was in that good a mood of drunk, that much whiskey. And what was that? Forty two. The first one, yeah, yeah. The first one, yeah, the first one. When they were undefeated. Right, and, right, right. Uh, and wow, that was uh, just like living the, like when when Larry hit that home run and when like and when Placido had that catch, and you know, it's just, these are just things that, like, now that sports are taken away from me, I get to like relive these. That's where I'm at right now. Like, I need whatever I can get to get me by this bullshit of no sports. So whatever they're showing, I watch, and it's a team that I love. I'm gonna get right back into it as long as I'm drunk enough to feel the uh, same way I did whenever age I was. So like, you know, November in '96, uh, I was. She turned 14, so I was definitely bombed. <laughs> but see, that's what's so – I don't think that's why I'm a baseball guy, but it's not unrelated. Like, you listening to that Giants dethroning the Patriots, I remember that. I remember it well. I was almost an adult. I was an adult then. And I was rooting so hard for the Giants because I hated the Patriots. Those were our nemeses. And it was so awesome watching that undefeated team just fall. It was amazing. And, Mike, here's, here's what's so tricky, right? I remember Jets fans that I know, I'll leave nameless, rooting for the Patriots because they were AFC and that's their division because they hated the Giants that much. Okay, see, I'll tell you what. Those people who rooted for the Patriots in the first Super Bowl to go undefeated? Clowns. They're absolute clowns. No, they should go to hell. They should go straight to hell. I agree. Before Jose Altuve. Well, he's 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 yeah, he's going straight to hell. But, but honestly, anyone that wanted the any Jets fan who wanted the Patriots to win the first Super Bowl against the Giants, you 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 are not a real Jets fan. So here's another thing, Mike, though, that you know, I consider myself a real Giant fan, and I know a lot of real Giants fans. And I 
I couldn't believe. Don't do it to me. I couldn't believe it while I was at work or the uh, just like everyone hates Tom Brady and the Patriots and the Eagles, who actually beat the shit out of them. People were going, I don't care who it is. I'm just going to root for whoever's playing the Patriots. And I'm talking to Giants fans that I know and I've trusted. And they're going, yeah, I'm going to root for the Eagles. I'm like, you're rooting for the Eagles? No. I'm rooting for Tom Brady. What the fuck's one more? It means nothing to me. I don't want the Eagles to win their first one. I don't want them to beat. I don't. I want the Eagles and the Cowboys to lose every game every time. Giants, supposed Giants fans were saying to me, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for uh, the Eagles because I want Tom Brady to lose." Give me a fucking break. All right, that's first, a bad Giants fan. First off, that's an awful Giants fan. I hear what you're saying. We'll get back to that, but no, you can root for Mike. No, you no, can no, 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 Mike. No, no, no. You no, can. No, no, no. I, I need to go back first, which is why I'm cutting you off. All right, because I'll listen. More importantly, there's an important distinction to be made. The first Giants pass one, I was rooting hard for the Giants. Hard. Yeah, I get that because they were undefeated. Real hard, and because in my real lifetime as a fan. The Giants had never won either. So it wasn't like I was jealous of the Giants. I know they have a better history. I get all that. I remember the whole Parcells thing. I know it just happened. Yeah, what are you booting for, 88? I'm 86. All right. So the first time. They won that. The Giants won that year, by the way. Yeah, the great Giants won in 86, Mike. Fantastic. So did the Mets. Yeah, yeah, great for me. You know, you should have been a Giants fan. Great fucking year for me. (laughs) That said, the second time I was one thousand percent rooting for the Patriots against the Giants because at that point everyone that I knew and even people younger than me had experienced the Super Bowl and I hadn't and I had I have no life in Boston that is not a thing I don't care about Boston fans they can be happy Tom Brady's already won a bunch I don't care they cannot beat the Patriots again they cannot be the only team Beats the Patriots. That is so much worse than anything that I could think of. It makes me feel like a Mets fan. And the only thing that I can't stand is being a two-time loser. Thank God I'm a Yankee fan. Because them beating the Patriots twice killed me so hard. And you know what it does? It ruined the first one that I was so happy about. Because the Patriots were the enemy. And the Giants, Jets, we were allies. But the second one totally undid the first one. And now I can't watch the first one or the second one because they both kill me. I appreciate that. And that's a fair point. And I'm sorry that you're a Jet fan. But I, I get that completely about the second one. So it shouldn't ruin the first one. It shouldn't ruin the first one. I'm sorry. I got to finish this point. Go ahead. So I understand why people we're rooting for the Patriots against the Eagles. No, I don't. That may, I, think you're, I get what you're saying, but that is not the same thing at all. That is not the same. What you just said did not, did not, that's not the same argument. I think it, found, it was it, a it, nice it, story and it was a good shot. It wasn't a nice story. It was a, well, it was a great story. story. The Giants won twice. What are you talking about? Painful story. First of all, first of all, it was a really nice story. Because either way you look at it, the Giants won twice and the Patriots lost three times. So it's a great story, no matter how you look at it. But at the same time, that's not the same thing as a Giants fan who you just said was lucky enough to get these two Super Bowls. Right. 
and win these two Super Bowls on great rides. And then they're going to turn their back on their fan base and say, I'm rooting for the Eagles who come into their stadium, beat them nonstop, and beat them up. That's who you're rooting for? No. You root for Tom Brady in that game. And it didn't happen. It's all history. But a Giant fan that rooted for the Eagles in the Giant in the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, not a Giant fan anymore. Denounced you. I mean, all giant, all giant fans are pricks, so I don't really care. That's that's not true. Not true. No, the most loyal fans in New York are Giants and Ranger fans. Most loyal. <laughs> that's not true at all. That is the most true. The Giants win. What are you talking about? It's easy to be loyal when you win. It's hard to be loyal when you lose every fucking year for every fucking year of your life. That's a loyal fan. Don't bring up the losers, Jets, and Mets. That has nothing to do with it. I'm a Knicks fan forever. That's not That's not loyalty. What's loyalty? Loyalty is the fans that buy the tickets. The ticket buyers. Oh, get out of here. That's the, that's the loyalty. Th- that is pure bullshit. Go that to a not, Ranger that game. That is not how you measure loyalty. Go, yes, it Get is. The fuck out of here. Go to a Ranger game and don't wear something blue. In New York. Get, no. They'll be like, no. The Rangers, you're wrong about this. The Rangers are, it's a fucking cult. Go to a Ranger game and don't wear blue. Wear your, wear your orange hat. See what happens. Get Play the, the Eagles and wear your orange hat. See what happens. Get the fuck out of here. Get no. shit thrown at you. That is, that, is, that is just not true. That, that is, is not, that is so not that is true. Not how you measure The New York Knicks games. You don't measure it the by New- how many games Yes, you, you do. Go. You do it on the fan base when they're at the games. And the Giants have sucked recently, and it's hurt my opinion about this. I know a lot of jabronis but that go to a the, lot of Yankee games. The Are they bigger Yankee fans than I am? There's so many bad Yankee fans. You know that as a Yankee fan. There's so many bad Yankee sure. fans. Sure. But does but that mean you, that the but, ones that go to more games than I do are bigger Yankees than I am? No, no that's not. You're, you're you're looking at it. You're looking at it as a money grab. That's not what I'm talking about. That's what it sounds like you're talking no, about. No, that's not what I meant. Go to a Ranger game, regular season Wednesday Ranger game, and look at all the fans, all in blue, all in unison. It's like a fucking college. And the Giants used to have that. They've sucked so bad recently, and they've lost their luster a little bit. But it'll be bad. The Giants win every single decade. And even though this decade sucks so far, it's a new decade. And guess who wins every decade? The New York football Giants win every decade. Every single decade since I've been alive, they win a Super Bowl. And it's a brand new one. And that'll cheer me up because, you know, when Daniel Jones does it, that's going to be the best. That is so lame. So many things about that are so lame. First of all, couldn't disagree with you more. But go ahead. One every decade is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. First of all, it's first of all, I, I disagree. One once every decade is better than a dynasty. They win one every decade. You know, the dynasties are what's ruined. Look, look at look at uh, the Cowboys won three in the nineties, and they've won two playoff games since. They're a better franchise than the Giants. How? It's just so obscure. You heard how I said how right there? How? You know, you hit a, you hit a good note. That was, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. And you know what? I'm not even going to dignify the decade thing because we both know that that's a ridiculous thing to say. But No, it's not. It's factual. Look it up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know it happened, but to put any significance behind it is ridiculous. Yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing. About, about the whole thing about loyal fans, there are only away fans in stadiums that are in big cities. Besides baseball, because baseball doesn't really count. Baseball is different. In basketball and football and hockey, the only places that get overcome by away fans are New York and LA. 
That doesn't happen in the rest of the country because yeah, nobody's but, visiting the rest of the country. Yeah, but we have the most people. It's almost not fair. Right. So that's what I'm saying. The fact that Dolphins fans and Cowboy fans and Pats fans go to Jets games, that means nothing because it's an easy place to go. What are you talking about? Which is why exactly the point that I meant of the Rangers. They hold it down. It looks like fucking looks like those fucking dorks at Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's fucking with Duke playing. It looks like it's amazing. They have like Duke crazy. Every fucking Ranger game is unbelievable. And the Giants used to be like that. They used to, they didn't sell tickets to shit Cowboy fans. They didn't sell tickets. But now they suck and they're so expensive. So guess what you got to do? No, no, no. It's not because they, su- they suck. It's it is because expen- they suck. It's because it they're expensive now. Well, that's and the only reason. It's not. No way. Suck. And it's because they suck. It's. I swear it's not. Well, let's let's wait. Not this season. Next season when they're good again, and the division's there. Sometime this decade, I'm sure. Well, they they they're gonna win one. Right. Because I I know win. that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> the Giants will win one this decade. Everyone knows that. Don't let's not be stupid. <laughs> they win every decade. Since when? When did that start? The 80s. They've one, been to five two, and they've three, won four. four. Yeah, since I've been alive. I said since I've been alive. They won a championship in the 50s. It wasn't the NFL yet. What do you want me to do? So once you were born, they said, all right, what we're going to do is. Listen, you know, every, everybody else think, thinks when, you know, this and that, when Jesus was born, the second coming, what are you going to do? <laughs> Mike, you know, there's certain things about certain people that things happen to them. It's not my fault. So, you know, you can't blame it on me because when I was born, it's not my fault. I'm not mad at you for that. I'm not mad at you. But like the Yankees thing, oh, they've won every, they've won a World Series every year, every decade except for this one and the 80s. That's like, okay. These, these things are all ridiculous. Yeah, and they get, and they, but baseball's different. So baseball's different, I see. Baseball's definitely different than football. Football's the smartest sport in the game. <laughs> You're the I, best players in baseball. You win every year. If you have the best players in basketball, you win every year. If you have the best players one year in football, if you have the best players one year in football, it's the smartest league by far in all the leagues. I could, not, I could not defensive scheme, with you Defensive anymore. schemes get figured out. I think that in baseball, it's easier for a computer to win a World Series than it is for, in any other sport. I think in football, you actually need a coach. In football, you actually need a quarterback. In baseball, you need nothing. There's no one thing you need. In football, there's two. Yeah, you, you need the best. You, you, you need a quarterback and a coach. In baseball, you need the best players to perform. In football, the best no, quarterback and the best not coach. The same, I not get the it. same. Not the same. I think football is the same. That's why. That's why. That's why dynasties are not as much. They, they don't happen as much in in football as they do in any other sport. I don't even know if that's true because between the Giants, the Steelers, and the Patriots over the past twenty years. There, there was a period where it was just those teams. They won most of the Super Bowls. All right. Well, you know, let's look at it as a whole. All right. Forever? The, the, the Patriots have six altogether. Patriots have six. Uh, Steelers have six. Cowboys have five. Niners have five. Giants have four. You can stop right there. Redskins have three. Well, let's, stop, let's, stop with the, let's stop right there. Those five teams you just said. Over the past 30 years, how many do they have? They've got well over half of them. Listen, I, I know the Giants have won one the last decade and one previous one. Yeah, we've been the, over that. The, yeah, they won every every uh, decade. They win one. Since the, when? Since the, when? 
since the eighties. Okay. The uh, anyway, the Patriots have owned the last two decades. Right. I don't care if the Steelers won one or two. I don't care that anyone else has. It's the Patriots. The last two decades is the Patriots. And the funniest thing is that like the ones they lost, the Giants are the only ones that beat them twice. So that's why they're relevant. We know that. That's all I'm trying to say. What's that? I'm trying to say, Mike. What is that? You should have been a giant fan, you dope. <laughs> I was born into it. You think I had a choice? I'm, not, you know, I'm happy you, I'm not you, a two-time you, loser. You can't be a Yankees Jets fan. Oh, stop you, it. You stop it. Stop it's it. It's the stupidest thing ever. There's a bunch of us. Yeah, it is. Yeah, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You're a Mets Jets fan, and you're a stop giant it. Yankees fan. And if you stop don't follow it. that, you're a jerk already. Stop it. No, I won't. No, no, no. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, you're born into it, you are what you're born into, and you cannot change once you're over the age of six. Once you can pronounce the name of the team, that's your team. And you can't change. You should have changed. <laughs> I wish I was a Giants fan. My life so do I. Better. So do I. We wouldn't be talking about we this all, for so long. We all do. <laughs> you think every Mets fan doesn't want to be a Yankee fan? They wish they were. Of course they do. I love the Mets. What do you mean? I love the Mets. Oh, I, like, I, I, I hate I, the Yankees. I, 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 I Staten Island. That's enough. All right. <laughs> You're a two-time loser. You need to get out of here. Mets. Uh, I, I do feel bad for the Mets. I feel like about the Mets the way the Giants fans do about the Jets. And I understand it. And that's why Fuck I can't that. Say, I'm a Knicks fan. I, I, I get my no, heart broken. It's not, it's it's not the same. The same. It's not the same. How? How is it not? Michael Jordan, the best athlete ever played a, the fucking game, ripped my heart out in the 90s when I was a boy. Everyone listening knows why it's not the same as being a Mets fan or a Jets fan. And Jimmy, so do you. It's not the same. No one cares about the Jets and the Mets, though. I care about the, the Knicks. That's why it's about me. That's what I'm talking about. This I couldn't care less about your Jets Mets fans. No one cares about you. You guys chose the B team. That's your own problem. Didn't choose it. Born into it. But you know it's not the same. The Knicks is not the same. Everyone has a choice, Michael. It's 2020. Absolutely not. Get with the program. Absolutely not. Did you choose to be an American? Absolutely. Yeah, my family did. Yeah. Like, did you oh. choose to be an American? Yeah, absolutely. I told them. Lies. No, that's exactly what happened. What happened? Tell me about it. It was like over 100 years ago. I went back in time. Right. Like, Listen, get on that boat that's going over there because we don't want to be stuck in this shit Ireland country. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we'll go live our lives. I went back. I was with Doc Brown. I was. It was awesome. Right. I was with Doc Brown first before Marty ruined it because Marty actually cared about Doc. I didn't care. I was like, just get me there and get me back. <laughs> you old weirdo. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> well, God, fucking weird. Just... Fly me back in time there. Get me, uh, get my family out of there. So actually, yes, I did. Uh, I'm, I'm actually the reason. Glad you brought that up, Mike. <laughs> and then your great grandfather ran into Bill the Butcher too. <laughs> <laughs> he made fun of the butcher's eye, and yeah, we don't talk about that great grandfather though because he's no more. It's it late. happened though. It was worth it. It was worth it. For Absolutely. you not to be a Jets fan. Yeah, I'm not a Jets fan. You paid the price. If you're from Long Island, you're a Jets fan, and I respect that. If you're not from Long Island, what a mistake. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the other legitimate avenue to being a Jets fan is. And you might not know about this, but there was a period where for, for years and years and years, the Jets and – I'm sorry, the Giants season tickets were sold out. 
and the Jets moved from Queens to New Jersey, and a whole bunch of people had the opportunity to get season tickets. And some of those people were not, some of those people were not affiliated with any team. And they said, you know what? This is a good time. Let's get it on the ground floor. Do you know who a lot of those people were, Mike? <laughs> Careful now. A lot of those people were Giants fans who wanted to go see games. So let's get the cheaper tickets, and I'll take my kids to these games. It was like kind of like whoa, 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 it was like kind of like when I went to the North Bears games as a kid. It was, <laughs> it's kind of like the exact same thing. I gotta tell you what, it's not totally unlike that, but it was more like what I said than what you said. No, 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 absolutely yeah, not. No, no, absolutely. having 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 season actually, tickets, absolutely having like season tickets was a thing, and it's not that they were too expensive; they were not to be had. All the Giants season tickets. Real, were real quick side taken. note. Go ahead. My last uh, North Bears game. Yeah. Tim Rock Reigns. You mean uh, Charlie Hayes? <laughs> I made a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ricky Hen- he was the he was the manager. Awesome. Ricky Henderson, Jose, and Ozzy Canseco were on the team. Awesome. Six bucks, four dollar Coors lights. <laughs> Best time of my life. So you spent senior high school. <laughs> Maximum 45, 50 bucks so for one of the fun. for the most Hall of Famers on a on the field at the same time. Absolutely, or should have been. Should have been. Should have been three. But I mean, Ricky Henderson was so cool. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go back to your Jets shit point. No. <laughs> Hold on, I need to take a shot real quick. Shot. What'd you take this time? Take something different? Uh, no, I took this really nice tequila. Oh, God. It's got a beautiful agave plant on the Unbelievable. Floor. It's a really nice bottle. Too. You know, why don't you just suck George Clooney's dick? Mike? It's got All this right. really understated print on it. Yeah. And each bottle is numbered. It's, it's a fantastic bottle. Yeah. Sounds cool, man. There must be some history behind that tequila. Did Clooney buy it like four years ago? Mm. <laughs> anyway. Didn't know uh, exactly. his name was Jorge Clooney. Uh, anyway, going back to Tim Rock Reigns. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, what about him? He's a good guy. I'm just having a brain for him. Oh, we're going back to him. No, that guy was great. I was just saying, it's so cool that he was the manager with, like, you know, his own, like, and by the way, Ozzy and Jose, holy shit, they're identical. Really? They, you could not tell them, I could not tell them apart. And they were both. If anything, if anything, Ozzy was, like, a little bit leaner, like, in better shape. But, man, they hit bombs. Fucking, this is, I was, I was. I think I was a senior in high school or a junior, and Ricky Henderson was still stealing bases. I was like, this guy is a fucking movie star, man. So you're in high school. That means Jose's out of baseball already. This is what year? 2001? No. I'm in high school. It's like, uh, it's like 99, 98. I'm in high school. They were out of baseball already? No. No. And, and you know what? After that, yes. After that. I'm pretty sure. I know Ricky went back to the Mariners. Jose went back to the A's. I think Jose did too. He went to the A's after that. He did. So they took a little hiatus. Which is a joke because 
for the same reason it's a joke that Bonds didn't get another job after his last year. No one signed him. Bonds should have gotten Bonds should have gotten a year with the fucking Yankees as a DH. It would have been the best thing ever. He would have fucking hit those out of the Bronx. It would have been the best thing ever. Bonds is our DH. For some reason, my favorite scumbag Yankees were like, you know what? Not even we can pull this off. It would have been the best. He would have had a hundred and something walks, 45 to 60 home runs. It would have been amazing. He would have had a 330. Bonds is the fucking best player that ever lived. I care what anyone says. And they were already the evil empire at that point. Why not? Just take on the bad guys and let the Red Sox beat them. He had a fucking, he had Batman's armor on his fucking <laughs> his right elbow. That alone should have been illegal. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Bonds. I love him. He's one of my favorite players ever. He owes me nothing except this one thing. I remember an interview. I just happened to be watching this Sunday night game, and it was probably Pedro Gomez interviewed him after the game. And he said, Bonds, it seems like right now it's almost impossible to get you out. And Bonds, he had that real high voice. He was like, Yeah, sound like Michael Jackson. It's not impossible. Like, there's a way to get me out. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to do it now, but. Once I retire, I'll tell you how it is. And after he retired, or he didn't retire, he got blackballed out of the league. So clearly, he never made good on that promise. But I remember that. I bet you no one else remembers that. I remember that interview. If I ever see him, I'm going to pull him aside and say, hey, you said you'd tell us after you were done playing. I want to know, how could they have gotten you out while you were Superman? If he even answers you, which he wouldn't. I but, think he would. But if he, but if he I, were I, to, he well, well, you so know what? Much. I'll tell my friend Alex. We'll try and get him on the show. They're boys. I'm like, no, Are they? Do they talk? Yeah, I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to him. Tell Alex. So, I I really love to. What, no, nothing makes me happier than when Alex Rodriguez says players. He's like players. It's unbelievable. The only thing better than he that said. Is, no like, one says players more than him. What about when he talks about his daughters? <laughs> his fucking lisp is amazing. I make fun of him all the time about that. <laughs> when he was talking to friends. And he's like, I'm bilingual. I'm like, all right, I don't care. It's an S sounding. You know how to say S's? <laughs> Me and my two friends watched it, and we counted the amount of times. He said daughters. Daughters. Players. Daughters. And he, Mike, he does it on purpose. Mike, Mike, you don't understand how bad this was for me and my daughters. A-Rod is the best. Tell A- yeah. Give A-Rod my best. Cause... I will. I'll, I'll, I'll t- after, after the show, I'll text him. Tell him how, good, how well it went, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll try and get him on. But I guess, I guess I'll have to talk to Big Cat first because they're like boys. I don't mind Big Cat, though. He's all right. Just no KFC. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez is definitely the second best baseball player to ever live after Barry Bonds. And if anyone disagrees with me, I, I got two words for you. You're well, I guess it's I guess it's three. I'll say I'll say it correctly so it's three. You are wrong. Those are the two best baseball players of all time. Ken Griffey in the mix. Not as good. He got hurt too much. Should have took some pills, bro. In Francis's words, eh, on the bubble. He loved talking about bubble. He loved declaring teams bubble teams. Yeah, but he's he's also the funniest ever because he says Francesca says literally, he says. If you have to think about it, they're not Hall of Famers. And you go, what about this guy? He's like, ah, he's on the bubble. <laughs> you, can't say, you can't say. You just said. It's, it's either a yes or no. And then you go, he's on the bubble. You can't do that. That's why he's the best. That's why he's the best of all time. 
God, let's end up something we agree on. Barry Bonds is the best human being ever to walk the earth at playing baseball. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. No question about it. I don't think it's even close. He had seven MVPs? Seven MVPs? <laughs> Fucking nuts. I mean, I don't think MVPs are the be-all, end-all, because LeBron should have more than he does. But we're not going to get into that now because I know you're not a LeBron guy. So, Jim, it's been a pleasure having you on. MJ's Let's Go podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks Mike, for thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And I 